We got a fast break lineup that's bound to shake your spines up. Reflect the light on the latest in sports, keep your blinds up. Hilarious swag is what you get in transition, like the truth with your man spitting. Man, listen, feels your man on the wing, mostly known for shots fired. On the other end, he'll lock you down like you got priors. PMO be the one setting the pitch, back you down with the bigger picture. Words of the Holy Scripture, need a fifth to stir the pot and add to the mixture. It's franchise, baby, pick it up. Yo, we need a fifth. We can get this mother loving show. Welcome world, this is We Need a Fifth This is your man Mo I'm here with my man Hill Back in the building My man P Wow fellas It's been a crazy week The Bucks have taken control of the finals They're up 3-2 Winning last night's game 5 For me personally I'm disappointed I'm disappointed in a lot of people Uh, Chris Paul to, to start off with Initially coming into the series, I thought that Chris Paul had the opportunity to slide right into the top five. I thought all good just a week ago. Yeah, it was like <laughs> it was all good just a week Short ago. Short memory right? we have. Short memory. Mr. MVP, Mr. Playing himself in the top five. Hey, he was there. He was forty-one points in. What fifteen assists, nine rebounds. I mean. And then he got to the finals, and it's been going downhill literally, statistically, ever since. We go from kid being safe and Stockton being safe to now Walt Clyde Frazier safe. Kenny Anderson, are you safe? <laughs> Shout out to Kenny Anderson. Let's but, um, not, well, but, um, not so fast. But um, we, we, I think we could reach back and um, you know, we can pull out the Frasers and Koozies now. We, we can pull them back out. Hey, and Hill, this is this is for you, Hill. And one brought this out early off off air. I forgot that um, this guy's considered a point guard now, James, yeah. James Harden. Oh, you, you know I, I gotta hope he doesn't finish his food for that to come into play I, and, and you know I'm not the biggest fan of Kyrie but if Chris Paul doesn't get it done I gotta say Kyrie is better than Chris Paul why cause he has a ring or oh okay or because he does <laughs> Or because he's just better. But okay. no, yeah, no, either way, you look at it. Yeah, absolutely. Because he came to the party and he knew how to dance. Chris Paul right now, he got invited to the party, got the VIP interest, and doesn't seem like he's willing to dance with anybody. Yeah, th- that whole intangible thing in the previous round is not cutting right now. We need we need production. <sighs> and, <laughs> like, and, and let's be fair, he still has two games yeah, to wash this yeah, off. So, yeah. like we jump ship early. He could play himself right back in. Absolutely. Oh, no, and win, I'll be right here absolutely. to talk to you guys yeah, about if it. If they win the next two, they'll put him in the top. He'll be back as the fifth best point guard of all time. And more than likely, <laughs> y'all be having this conversation alone with you two because I will not be here. <laughs> no, you will be here. And if we will talk about Chris Paul and we will talk about Kyrie that day. Just like I know if he loses this finals, I will be here and I'll have to talk about Chris Paul and Kyrie that day. Getting it. Well, <laughs> Getting into this game, I'm going to have to defer to you two guys. Full disclosure, I came in about 145 left in the fourth quarter. I know that's a travesty. <laughs> but there were other bigger things that were going on in my life, which was UFC. So I was checking the chat with you guys every second to see that this seemed to be an electrifying game. Yeah. So when I came in, I was excited from 145. So I, I felt I lost a little bit. But thank guys, thank God I have you two guys, which was hilarious to have, to, to have watched like, it. You grew up playing basketball with this guy. He's like, "Oh, the game sounds kind of interesting. What, what are you watching right now?" <laughs> like, of, of course, my first love was martial arts. So <laughs> watching UFC, that, that, that took some presence. But like I said, thank God I have oh. my brothers to pick up that slack. But watching, I I checked some of the stats coming into it. One, I said, "What led up to this to where Milwaukee would have a lead?" Because I thought that. Phoenix would be ahead, you know, comfortably in the in the game five at home. And the first quarter, I saw that they were up what sixteen. Yeah. And then Milwaukee took a nineteen point run in the second quarter to go up by three in the in the half. What had Milwaukee ahead in this game? Devin Booker sat down. Defense, yeah, and defense. Like every time, because the time you're talking about, like when they had that 16 point game, Devin Booker sits down for like 
I think six minutes mm-hmm. or something. And they go on a 19-3 run, Milwaukee. Yeah. And it's like, this is why I'm so disappointed in CP3. Because it's like, hey, Devin Booker should be able to sit down for at least five minutes a game. Right. And, and without losing a, a double digit lead. And I want to give Drew Holiday a lot of credit because at one it basically if if one of the others in, he's sticking one of the other. Like you know what I mean? If when Devin Booker was sitting down, he was on Chris Paul. When Chris Paul sat out of Devin Booker, he's on Devin Booker. Like that's that's such like you playing you actually playing defense on every possession. You know but, what I mean? Like and he was getting buckets. But my and my thing with that is and reason why I'm still tough on CP three is Devin Booker is handling Drew Holiday when he gets uh, yeah. gets some assigned to him, and he's he's using the court, using his teammates to say either I'm going to take Drew, or I'm going to force Drew into a screen and switch off for him to no, commentate yeah. no. to to stick me. I don't even see that happening with Chris no, right but now. But th- that's why I'm so impressed by our say Milwaukee's defense. Like to, it's you know we all know today's NBA is hard to play defense. You can't hand check. You, it's only you can't really get too physical. So f- to have any type of impact defensively is, well, is impressive. W- to well, me. to be fair to all the defensive fans out there, they are letting them play this series. It's been a physical. I mean, series. We, we saw by that that the clutch still that Drew Holiday had that led, that led to the lob. Like you know, sometimes they'll call that a foul. I mean, they, they most let times that, they, they let that go, but um, just but it, it's crazy though. I feel like Booker stock is still going up, and Chris Paul's is going down, and they're on the same team. I th- I think <laughs> because we're we're seeing Devin Booker rise to the occasion. He's stepping up to the moment, and he's saying, "Hey, I'm ready. I'm I'm bringing all I have to bear, and I'm going to leave it all out on the court. Who's with me?" And so far. Maybe Aiton. Um, he gave you twenty one eleven last night with Chris Paul, but it was a a, a weird twenty one eleven. Yeah, with with like five turnovers, right? It, five, it, it, he's yeah. averaging five point three, so he he just gave you what he gives you on a nightly yeah, basis. Yeah, so it, that twenty one eleven is really twenty one and six. Yeah, well, no, it's actually ten, like like ten and eight. I mean, because you have to think about what it's costing his team points wise. Yeah, when I saw the stat line, I was like 21-11. It just didn't feel. I mean, it is what it is. The numbers are the numbers. But yeah, it didn't feel like he had a 21-11 game. I don't know what it is, but I know for me personally, when I watch him play these last two games, he just seemed for lack of a better word, old and tired. <laughs> Not injured, right? It, it's it, it doesn't it's, seem, it's father it, time. It seemed like he, he he doesn't have the energy to step up to the moment. Game is going and, too fast. And maybe it's the full court press that Milwaukee's putting on to speak to what P was talking about as far as their defense. But even then, it's just like sometimes he's not bringing it up. And I don't feel the same energy I saw in him in the Western Conference Finals. Even and, with the defense you're talking about, they shot 55% from the field last night and 68% from three. So Milwaukee... Their defense in what in timely spots because those numbers are ridiculous for Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, like what I was saying, like Drew Holiday was sticking Devin Booker. He's making Devin Booker work, mm-hmm. but Devin Booker gave you like a pretty a reasonably efficient forty. Yeah, you know what and, I mean. But and I think to speak to what you're saying, it was timely stops and plus when Devin Booker sat down, they took advantage of it and they put on the full court press and they they let the dogs out when he sat down. It was like. Oh, the dog's gone. Cats have come out to play. And nobody's from the Suns outside of Devin Booker has shown the ability in these last two games to answer that riddle of the Milwaukee Bucks defense. In the first two games, I felt like him and Chris Paul had the, the answer to all those questions about the Milwaukee Bucks defense. And you saw them, you know, isolating Lopez and taking advantage of him. Milwaukee's not allowing that to happen anymore. Yeah. And yeah, frankly, I think Chris Paul is like the fifth best player on the court. Phoenix can't win if Chris Paul is the fifth best player on the court. Yeah. Like Drew Holiday and Chris Milton clearly were, you know, had a better game than him. You already know John is what he's going to do. And I think when John was on the bench, it, did, it didn't hurt Milwaukee. You know Dayton I mean? gave you 20 and 10. So who's the, who, he may, might be the sixth best player. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's not going to cut it. And truthfully, Aiton should not be your second best player. And, and my thing is with Aiton and Booker, what's, what's problematic about 
especially with Aiden, I, I would say, because Booker is showing that he's coming into his own as far as being able to find the ways to win or know it when I have to apply pressure. Aiton doesn't have that yet. He's still learning that. Like um, we talked in the last show, talked about him keeping the ball low. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's in simple things like that. Mm -hmm. He has to get that under control. And it's like, so his 20 and 10 is not really a dominant 20 and 10. Right. You know, and it doesn't. Doesn't feel like it. Yeah. I, like I said, we they need CP3. To show up. And speaking about Book coming into his own, he's on a he's already on a historical pace, which I don't know if he wants to continue because <laughs> I think only, right? I think he's the only player to give you back to back forty pieces and take a L. I don't think he wants a three piece, right? Didn't LeBron do that? Yeah, I think back to back. Yeah, I think well, uh, they got some. I don't think back to back forty pieces. I think I think it's play. I think he might be the only one to do it in the finals because I know Jordan did it in the playoffs, right? Um, LeBron, I think it might have been the player against the Magic. I think it was. I think so, yeah, finals. Yeah, yeah. Book doesn't want that three piece. No, that, that's yeah, yeah. that forty three piece that's, in the that's, L. That's the record you don't want. He needs to figure out a way to get his friend to get on the dance floor. But um, yeah. On a positive note, though, Jonas, sheesh, if he can pull this off, um, you know, historically, this is his. He's go. This is going to really like. He's going to like really climb the charts quick. With a championship and, and assuming a finals MVP along with it, historically, he's going to be up there. And I hope he realizes what the formula is now. You got to be Shaq. It, stop trying to be Kobe. Stop trying to be LeBron. Stop trying to be KD. Be Shaq. And it's, it's not a Martin, not even just him, the team. It's not like a Martin Day formula. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, I feel like it's mid range, it's post up, it's getting the paint and defense, which yeah. is not, you know, it's not rocket science. Yeah. Yeah. So Milwaukee. So what I'm taking from you guys, and I hate deferring. I really do. <laughs> Milwaukee won that game last night. They took that game last night. Phoenix didn't lose that game, even with the 16 point lead in the first quarter. Did Milwaukee's hunger come and take that game five? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and it was evident early. Like, hey, you had a 16 point lead in the first quarter. It was gone by the second. You know, and then you were playing from behind the rest of the way and you're at home. So we're looking at a legitimate big three. I don't know about that. It's, it's close. I don't know about that. But it, I, I did see a, a hair of stat today. I think this is the first time in the finals three teams scored 25 since Magic Worth and Kareem. So to your that point, Hill, uh, uh, <laughs> arguably the best victory ever yeah. to it. No, so. I, no I, I'm sorry. Not so fast, man. No, I don't think they are, but they played like one last night. Put it that way. <laughs> they played like it last night. And they fit the mold of it. I mean... It, I think the lack of all-star games from Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton, you know what I mean? Like... It's, to me, they're not a big three. Not a sexy big three. I mean, it could be a big three, just not a sexy one. This might be one of those things. They might do I'll it now and get the accolades right later. Now. It will look back right. at them as All a big right. three. Fellas, fellas, stop. Stop. Let's not act like they're going to be back here next year. I don't, I, I don't know if they put it together. I don't know. They're not, Hill. I, I know. I know. I, I'm telling you now. No. If Brooklyn is healthy, but if we, Philly we, is healthy. But we know Brooklyn is a big <laughs> if. Philly don't have to worry about. It. I and, think even if Philly's healthy, at, this, at, at it. this point, I don't think no one's scared of Philly no more. Yeah, even if like, they're healthy, that, they're that, that boat is sailed. Brooklyn, I give you, if they're healthy. Philly, okay. I, <laughs> like, I don't think nobody's scared of Philly no more. I, I honestly don't believe that either one of these teams, whoever wins, is going to be back to the finals. Phoenix no. much tougher. Milwaukee, I can see coming no, they, back. They both have like I, a, a reasonably tough road, but like if I'm Milwaukee, I'm not worried about Philly I, I, at all. Like, <laughs> like I said, I don't see them getting back here. Because if they win, if Milwaukee wins, they're still going to have – who's going to be the coach next year? Oh, no, a winning championship coach. <laughs> okay. All right. So that same coach, I don't trust him to get you back here next year or uh, the, if he gets the following chip. years. If he gets a chip, oh, he, that's out the window for me. I mean, but he's not going to get you back. He'll, I don't know. I, enjoy it. it and, and for Milwaukee, it probably will be enough for him to continue to – 
coach there for the rest of his career because hey you haven't had a championship since the 70s it's probably gonna mean something but honestly i don't believe he can take you back to the finals i think he lucked into the finals to be honest here's what you have with that though you have like every other coach you get experience so if we're gonna say that players can actually get better because Giannis can get better holiday can get better and middleton can come into his own coach budenhoser could evolve into a good coach, a better coach, and then a great coach if he continues. I mean, you have to give him some type of leeway to say he can get better. All right. I'm, I just won't hold my breath. He comes I'm, from good I, crop. No. I, I like living. No, I'm, I'm not, I, I I'm not saying breath, like, yeah. oh, they probably would be um, Brooklyn, but, you know, it'd probably be behind Brooklyn the favorites to come back. I mean, honestly, Pete, if Atlanta brings back the same team, I don't know if they can beat them. Now, I don't. I, now I don't know if Atlanta's I going back Atlanta, to conference finals. I think that's, that's the team that should say they might have yeah. they might have peaked already. That's the team they might have peaked. I'll give you that, but my thing is, Pete, they had problems with that team that you're talking about. But they beat them. It took too. their superstar being hurt and all that. Hey, like the same thing with Brooklyn. If you're not out there, that's my, not my, my problem. My, my thing is with Milwaukee. I felt especially the last two rounds in the Eastern Conference. They didn't win it. Those teams lost it. Who's this? You know, and, and, and it's like, hey, I don't, I don't, I don't trust Milwaukee to get back to the finals anytime soon after this. And I, I get it, the Coach Bud thing. And I'm not saying that they're, they're world beaters, but if you look at the teams you're talking about, Philly, Brooklyn, these dudes aren't exactly Ironmen. Like, don't count on these dudes to be healthy next year either. Just, I, I give you that. You know what I mean? Like. And I equated NBA championship like making your first million for what they say. I mean, you get your first million. It seems like the next 50 to 100 million, it seems to be much easier. It's just harder to get your first one. And contractually, they all locked up like Middleton, Drew Holiday, right. Jonas. So I think getting that one championship, if they get it, could because it's early. Even up 3-2 is still early. If they get it, I think some of you can scratch a proverbial monkey off their back to me. Okay, we've been here. I'll take the bet. We'll see. I, listen, I'll, I'll take the bet. You take the we'll agree, I'll take the bet on this. We'll see. I, it, it'll be a fun thing to watch because you know how much I like that point guard over there in Brooklyn. That that guy can't can't stay in the court. Drew Holiday was an upgrade. I, I I wasn't in love with the the uh, contract that they gave him, whatever. But I, I think Eric Bledsoe to Drew Holiday, it's a difference. Who? <laughs> it's a difference. Who? No, nah, it's a it's a tell more. It's, 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 it's no, a no, no. The thing is, it's, it's amazing to me that those last two games has changed people's outlook on the Bucks team as far as how we view them. Like, yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. No, but uh, I'm I'm more thinking like Drew. Like Drew already know. Like shout out to like I seen him against Portland when he was on the Pelicans. Like Dame had a tough time scoring. Like so, mm-hmm. Drew already knew. Like he was a. I would say great defensive player. Okay. You know what I mean? But the offense is like a plus <laughs> to me. And being I mean? fair to you too, Mo, Giannis has only been the consistent, you know, factor that we have for Milwaukee. So mm-hmm. Middleton could go home and give you nothing. Mm-hmm. Drew Holiday could revert back to 11 and 6. It, it's possible Giannis has been the only consistent. So, I mean, like you said, they have to finish their food for this. Yeah. One, before we, you know, switch topics and whatnot, one of the things I, I wanted to bring up, too, is Monty Williams. I, I need you to show back up. Because yeah. I, 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 at this point, the full court press is bothering Chris Paul. At what point do you say, all right, we have to do something different? And I understand that Chris Paul might be the... Coach on the floor? Yeah. And and, and might be resistant to that. And that's what I mean. Like, hey, he might be resistant to that, saying that, hey, I can bring it up. Mm, Obviously, you can't. Hey, you could do what the Lakers used to do. Way forward. As far as, hey, pass it up and allow Chris Paul or Devin Booker to come up and get the handoff. You know what I mean? So pass it to Aiton or Crowder. Basic press break. Right, yeah, you know yeah, what okay. I mean, and, and it's like, hey, make the game a little bit easier, and they're still allowing Chris to struggle through this full court press, and it's not working for them. So, 
what we're going to look for is possibly Monty to, for lack of a better term, bail out arguably the fifth greatest point guard of all time to do what he's supposed to be doing. Is hey, that what we're asking? At this point, I think they have no choice. I mean, you allowed him to struggle through it, and you got three losses now in a row. All right, so then he's out then. Then he's out top five then. That's what point guards do. That's what we've been discussing like, this, this whole thing. That's what point minutes, guards right? do. Not great point guards, but that's what point guards do. Like, they bring the ball up the court. <laughs> that's why you heard me saying I'm very disappointed in CP3. I think he's looking old and tired the last three games. The whole nine. He he doesn't look he doesn't look like he has the energy that he, he bought in the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, this, this is it, gonna it's be, not the same CP3. It's going to be a huge game six for him. Either way. You know, because that CP3, hey, no turnovers. Over over double-digit assists. He's averaging five and a half turnovers yeah. in his finals. That's not the CP3 that was in the Western Conference Finals. And that's the CP3 that Phoenix needs to win. All right. So before we transition, I just want to have it on tape. We're looking for an anchor to hand it off <laughs> to... This is the arguably uh, fifth or fourth yeah. best point guard to ever do it. This is what we have been resorted to with Chris Paul. This, this sounds, is where we're at. This now. sounds like Jason right. Kidd, John Stockton, okay. Steve this, Nash, the, Gary Payton. This, come on and down. This is why, <laughs> come on yeah, down. Oh, at this the point, doors for quite a few. Then, at, at, this, at this point, I can't say he's in the top five. Well, if he loses game six, he will get bombed on this show. I, 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 I can't say bombed I, on this show. I, at this point, I can't say he's in the top ten right now. The way he's playing. Harsh. He's not in the top 10. Okay. Um, Walt Frazier, Bob Cousy, come on down. Hey. <laughs> it's a party. <laughs> Yo, when this is, I mean, again, they can win game six and game seven. Yeah. It's not yeah. a big thing. It's, okay. It's, they lose? See, Chris, first of all, he's forgotten. Chris Paul? I think he's. Some people still have him in the top ten. Yes, because people already coined. Some people coined the phrase like he was already point god already mm-hmm. to some. To some, mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't get it. You know, I thought he, I always thought he was a good player. I didn't get the point god thing, but I think people. Some people still have him in his, in the top ten. Yeah, I, I might have him like if a he's nine god. Add another old bro because I'm good. <laughs> Nah. I'm good. When he comes up to me, I'm I'm good on CP3. If, no, if, if, if he loses. <laughs> if he loses, he's out of the top 10. So we're talking kid, Nash. <laughs> I'm not sure. The, the no, add-ons, right? I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm not sure Nash is better than Chris Paul. No, I'm Neither. not putting Nash up there. So, okay. Which we'll call it, I, kid, I, Stockton. GP's an argument. GP. Okay. So that's AI. Three. Oh, Kyrie. I, got AI, I, got, I got AI to two. two right, right. We're nitpicking now, but uh, Kyrie, Frazier, Cousy, Russ. You know, people hate to hear. We got Kyrie Irving. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no. It, yeah, I got. I got to take a look at it. But yeah, it's he could fall out the top ten now. Uh, <laughs> easily, P. Like because all these guys and, have chips, and you know, Westbrook the numbers is crazy. And, so. and P, I'm at this point now where, in order for him to get back into the top ten at this point. He has to have good games going forward, even if they win. That's, like, he has to have significant contribution no, that's, in order to get back into the top That's 10. a long drop. So if he wins, he's top five. Right. If he loses, he's not even in the top ten. And depending on, again, depending on next year's acquisitions, if this guy goes to Golden State or L.A. and gets a chip, Dame Dollar votes in front of him. Dame Dollar's in front of him now, Hill. What are you talking about? Not now. Ah. Not now. Not now. It, it, he gets a chip. He he's better than him. He's better than him. To me, he is better than Chris Paul. By far better than Chris Paul. But if he gets a chip, there's nothing to discuss. Yeah, championships valuable. Chris Paul, good luck. All, game six, game seven. Like I said, discussion. your legacy is dependent on it. No pressure. Oh, just uh, real quick. So John is already top ten power forward. Huh? So I don't even know how to classify him, but he's like a power forward center. This this will this will be like a hot take. You could make the argument he might shoot up to two. Yes, correct. I was going there. I, I'm, no disrespect to Dirk, but he's, they yes. both they both got a chip. Yeah. And Barkley yeah. Malone, you ain't even got a chip. Garnett, right. like, like I caught y'all. Who's your top five? I would say oh, KG is in there. Uh, Duncan, KG, Duncan. Dirk, Barkley Malone. 
two through five, however you want to do it. I don't know. But yeah, what I say, yeah, Duncan, Dirk, Garnett, Carbolo, and Barkley. Those are the top five. I would have in him my three. opinion. I would have him three. So if he wins Garnett and Duncan. If he wins a chip. Like I said, I got him too. Like I said, he could both up to he two. Could. Yeah, he the way that that they'll they'll have to win it now, and what he's had to do, and yeah, I would still I, take Garnett. I, I would only person I would take over him at Duncan, that point right? is Duncan. Understandable. I can't even argue that. I, I would take Garnett. Um, only reason why I wouldn't take Garnett is because for me, KG was just a little too passive on the offensive side, as far as demanding the rock. And dominating the game through scoring. Dirk, Dirk is what defense you just or just uh, Dirk is no. Dirk is um. I, but see, I got KG over Dirk. That's, that's fair. That, that's a tough one. And, to and me, like, it's a tough one. But yeah, I, I'm not gonna argue. And for with me, it. like your your list. Only reason why we have Dirk over Malone and Barkley is because of the chip. Yeah, you could, if you say Car- okay. if you yeah, say Carmelo or Charles like Barkley, I, the, I, the second best, one, either one of them, the second best power forward. Like, like okay. if <laughs> Barkley had a, a chip, I would move him up above yeah. Dirk. And I always felt that I, I just can't stomach Malone, so I I, 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 I just can't. I always <laughs> big up Jordan and kind of mad at LeBron because Jordan kept Carmelo from winning the, the chips. If he had won those two chips. And LeBron takes care of business if he's Dirk. Carmelo's better than Dirk. It's not even a, really a discussion, right? You know what I mean? So it's 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 weird. It's weird. The WNBA, Candace Parker, just got put on the cover of NBA 2K. First WNBA player to grace the cover of NBA 2K. Congratulations They're also, to the great Candace Parker. Yeah, one of the goats in the game. Tennessee Vols. Mm-hmm. They're also adding a, a WNBA season component, so you can play the WNBA season on NBA 2K now. Do you think she's going to fall to the NBA 2K cover curse? You know that curse that everybody that gets on the NBA 2K is either hurt, injured, nah. don't don't end up going back to the playoffs or, or the finals. Nah, I, wasn't Zion and Dame on it this year? Or? Uh, yeah. I mean, they didn't and, get injured. And, and Zion didn't make the playoffs. Well, he never they, did. This <laughs> is as usual. He's, he's young. He'll, I'm sure he'll make it, you know, eventually. But, I, yeah, I don't believe in the curse. I don't believe it. Also on the WNBA front, Maya Moore came out with the 30 for 30 ESPN documentary film. She's one of my favorite WNBA players. I consider her... If Diana Taurasi is the GOAT, I would c- compare her to a Kareem Abdul-Jabbar type of GOAT. And Maya Moore would be Michael Jordan to me. She's a problem on the court. Four chips. I think she had one of the few undefeated UConn championship seasons. I think she, matter of fact, I think she did that back to back. Crushed Olympic basketball. I yes. actually didn't know she had four chips. Oh, every other year. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she was in contention for eight yeah. straight years. I actually didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. She, she's a problem. Michael Colby, I call her. Hey, when you say Kobe go, Jordan, that's gold material. Yeah, yeah. and um, <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that. Uh, add a couple of MVPs, you know, All Stars, all that stuff. All Stars, uh, regular season MVPs, Finals MVPs. One of the first WNBA players to sign a million dollar contract, endorsement deals, and stuff like that. So one of the things I, I wanted to ask the panel, do we think she's coming back to the WNBA? I guess the question would be, besides selfishly for me to see her for what? I mean, her legacy was stamped in 2017. Yeah, yeah. It couldn't, it can't get no better. I mean, she has one of the best resumes in basketball, not female, just in basketball in general. I think for me, selfishly, I want to see her as a fan. You know, I loved her game. Um, Nothing less than beautiful. Yeah. How many years has she been out the league? <sighs> Since 2018. Yeah. Oh yeah, I don't see her coming. Yeah, it's a long time. And, and that's what what <laughs> what I was saying to Hill off the air is just that hey, we saw her at the ESPYS and it looked like she really settled into her role as wife, mom, you know, and really focusing on her family. But Maya, if you're listening, hey. You got fans that want to see you play ball. Go, get back on that court, man. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Would it be one of those super selfish things to where, like, you want to see Jordan come back? Oh, yeah. It's definitely that. I can't even play that off. 
I definitely want to see her back, and especially in time to play against like Paige Beckers, play against Sabrina Inescu. I want to see her, you know, drop dimes on them and, and, and showing what's what. It and sounds who's like who. her not coming back increases her legend, though. You know what I mean? It's almost like a yeah. Barry Sanders situation. Like I'm out. <laughs> And oh, you got is like great memories. You don't have no memories of me, of me out here looking crazy. Some some young, some young players, you know, catching up to me. Like yeah. you know what I mean. So like it's kind of my greatness is almost like crystallized. That's all you know. And that's where I have her at. Okay. Right? And, and and that's where I have her mm-hmm. at. Naomi Osaka is coming out with a, a Netflix documentary. Matter of fact, I think it's already came out. I know we were talking to one of the fans online and he was saying is it too early for her to have a documentary what what has she done now one of the things that i mentioned was that hey she is japanese and as far as i know a japanese woman has never achieved the type of success that she's had japanese person a woman or man Mm -hmm. what do you guys think do you think it's too early for her to have this type of attention or where she has documentaries and stuff no, like that because she well she has like a maybe like a couple of grand slam wins yeah i, I believe she has three um, you know we're, we're in like the media age is content streaming so it's kind of like yeah you know I don't, I don't think it's too early you know people always want content mm-hmm. you know especially these streaming services yeah she's a winner she's a champion so i don't think it's too soon you know if, if you if you're interested in her you know you're gonna watch it. if you're not you, you don't but i don't think it's too soon no and culturally, I think it does a lot for Japanese women mm-hmm. um, in, in a male-dominated culture, which they're, you know, subservient. Mm-hmm. I think it's huge mm-hmm. that they do such. Um, it's well warranted. Yeah, and, and that was my point is that, hey, you can't discount her Japanese culture and her Japanese heritage and how that affects her stardom and her fame. Like I said, to my recollection, there hasn't been a Japanese person, man or woman, that's had her level of success in tennis. So that's a big thing. And the fact that, hey, she's black, add on to that, and the championships that she did when she won against arguably the best woman women's tennis player of all time, Serena Williams, mm-hmm. adds another factor to it. And it's interesting because we were just talking about the WNBA like out of all the sports, I feel this sport is where where I think women are equal or maybe even a bigger draw than their male counterparts. You know what I mean? Like, They're I mean, personally, I watch Serena yeah, over more of any any male. U.S. more of a female. Yeah, I watch. watch yeah, I watch. More. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I watch female tennis before I watch male tennis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and they're getting there. I don't think the money's quite equal yet, mm-hmm. but it's definitely a lot closer than a lot of sports. Right. Um, right. Right. And and. And tennis in America is sort of like soccer, <laughs> you know, as mm-hmm. far as w- the nationals that we watch. Hey, if you're watching soccer and you're watching U.S. team, you're probably watching the women's team. Right. Yeah. Because <laughs> I feel that, you know, they look at Serena like, you know, Serena's a great tennis player. And if you say Maya Moore, you might say some people will say, oh, she's a great women's basketball player. Mm. You know what I mean? There's a difference. Just, just throwing that in there is, is, is a big difference. Definitely, definitely. The Olympics are coming up. U.S. men's basketball. Wow. I believe they went one and two in the last exhibition tournament. They had to forfeit the last game due to COVID-19 protocols. Bradley Bill has been, will not be able to participate in the Olympics due to COVID-19 protocols. I believe there's another player that- Kevin Love dismissed himself. Yeah, Kevin Love withdrew from competition. JaVale McGee and Keldon Johnson will be replacing them. It's a lot to unpack, guys. What do we think about U.S. men's basketball at this point? Well, first of all, I want to say, I think the basketball gods (laughs) are kind of like striking back. Like, defense. And you know me, I'm an offensive, I'm I'm a get buckets guy. But I like to think I play defense, But you know, when we play. But I just feel like, Defense is you gotta play defense, and I think that's it for the USA team. Like, I mean, of course, you need some type of cohesion, or whatever. But I think they're so talented offensively. That I'm not worried about offense. I don't think they could stop a nosebleed. To quote Bart Scott, mm. how much of this falls on Jerry Colangelo with his assembly? I think it's poorly assembled. Couldn't guard yeah. a statue. Now, do we give them a pass because of COVID nineteen and and how that disrupted this, the normal schedule on how they? 
train and got to be cohesive. It's a worldwide pandemic. Let's not do that. You know, let's not do that. Yeah, I I don't think this team was just assembled correctly. I mean, maybe they, maybe it's from the pool they had to choose from. Maybe a lot of people just said no, they weren't interested, Mm -hmm. and this is what they did. And even still, I think. You could have had a better crop than yeah. what you have here now. And, and I didn't want to throw shots. Congratulations to these two. You know, respect. But who did they just add on to the team? JaVale Mickey and Keldon Johnson. They're on the USA Olympic team. Yes, sir. Go like the same Tokyo. team that, like the dream team. Yep. Shaq, Kobe, Magic Bird. Ewing, a lot. Yeah. It just seems like I'm I'm so smarter than you guys, Colangelo moved. So I'm I'm getting the next best. I'm, I I see Keldon as me and Christian Wood. So I, I I'm I'm Bro. recruiting on this team to show you that I have the acumen still. Now give us the best plays that we right. want so that US has to take a L. And if you think he's Christian Wood, why don't you just get Christian Wood? Correct. <laughs> <laughs> because this is me. I, I'm Jerry Colangelo. I, I I I know talent before it's talent. So. I- yeah, I you know. I see. I, I, I'm willing to give U.S. men's basketball a little bit of more of a pass on that, as far as assembling the talent, because you, with that, you have to have brothers or or cats saying, "Hey, yes, I want to play," mm-hmm. and I think, "Hey, they ask all the usual suspects that we would assume that they ask, but not everybody stepped up to the call." Right. So, like. Going over P said, instead of getting a Christian Wood like, <laughs> why not get Christian? Maybe Wood. Cri- maybe Christian Wood say no. You think so? <laughs> you think so? <laughs> I don't. I, I don't know. My, my my thought is like, say, looking at someone like KD who's playing in the Olympics, it's a good workout. You know what I'm saying? Like, who who else am I going to play? If you really a baller, baller, who else am I? Who how am I going to prove my game this summer? Who am I play against? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna play against Dame. I'm gonna play against Tatum. Like, so I feel like if you're the best of the best, unless you have like some prior prior things you have to take care of, like you know LeBron. I mean, he's up there in age, but then he has like the Space Jam thing, right? Mm-hmm. He probably could still promote it, but whatever. Steph, I don't know. You know, he probably is like oh, maybe these people just don't want to do it, but. I, yeah, I think it's the way the team's constructed. I think the USA has enough, the talent pool is deep enough where you shouldn't be losing to now, the teams that they're losing to. Now, one of the things that I won't give USA basketball a pass on is my favorite subject, coaching. When is it time to talk about Coach Pop and, and the job that he's doing? Because, hey, he's coaching this team that's went one and two. Coach Kerr, he's on his, he's on the bench. I mean, that whole bench is stalwarts. Yeah, so they all take that hit. Yeah, it's interesting to me. They tell me, you know, yeah, without Duncan, Pop's resume is not as yeah. uh, pristine. Kinda. Yeah. Um, so I mean, you know, it, it's yeah. I, I mean, mean, can't say he don't got he don't have talent. Now the defense. I mean, we all agree. I think like defense is effort. So I don't know if you're this great of a coach, you can't get these perennial all-stars to play defense? I think one of the things that Coach K was able to do with the Olympic teams in the past is he instilled that sense of responsibility that, hey, you're going out on that court and you're representing something bigger than yourself. You can't sleep on any plays. You have to play every play like it's your last play. I didn't get that sense from USA Basketball their first game. But it wasn't Pop in the Air Force. I feel like he gave the speech. Yeah, Pop was there when Coach K was doing all this so stuff. I, I, I mean, feel, yeah, so I don't understand. Because at this point, USA has like a system. You know what I mean? Like all the coaches have probably been assistant coaches. All the players. Like Durant's been there since I don't know when. When he was like a young pup. And, you know, he was like starstruck by playing because he's playing with Kobe. You know what I mean? This is what, 2008, probably. You know what I mean? So he's grown up in this system. That being said, I think it might be like a player leadership hole that's going on. Where when, you know, after 2004 loss, well, Mm -hmm. when they didn't win the gold in 2004, that's a lot. Yeah. Kobe and Jay Kidd basically came in like, we're not, I don't know Mm -hmm. what y'all was doing before we came in here. But we're not losing. We're, we're coming home with the gold. And I feel like that leadership from Jason Kidd and Kobe Bryant has turned it all around. 
And not only they, they both know offensively what Jason Kidd, we, we know what Jason Kidd and Kobe do offensively, but I feel like defensively, they took the challenge. Now, if Jason Kidd and Kobe is out here diving for loose balls and, you know, I, I have to. Maybe that, that's not here yeah, I, for this team. I and, know when I watched their first game against Nigeria, I didn't see that. And frankly, this is, this is supposed to fall on Kevin Durant. Yeah, I was just about to get to that. Like, hey, and I I don't see Kevin Durant being that guy, especially coming off of what he's come off of, ACL injury and stuff like that. I wouldn't want to be that guy if I was him. And maybe Draymond has to be the the mouthpiece to like, but I don't know if he has that that cachet. Yeah. They they might be looking at you like, I'm better than you. Don't talk to me like this. And and I think in some some instances, I, I don't think Draymond's voice is as impactful as it was in the past, you know, especially since, hey, your team ain't winning championships no more. Your team is barely making it into the play-in. Um, so what are you talking about? And I I just don't know with this team. I You don't I, have that ilk. You know what I'm saying? Like, like Pete was saying, you had one of the greatest players of all time in Kobe Bryant and Jason Kidd come to Coach K and say after the loss, forget about only one ball being on the court. We're here to just come and play defense. That's what Kobe came and told mm-hmm. Coach K. So then him coming on that team and saying, um, give me the best wing offensive player for whatever country's coming. I want them. That pushed LeBron and them to say, all right, he's locked in. Then I, they went on a defensive tear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. After that. So it was like, and LeBron says it was Kobe Bryant. Right. That You don't have that push. Like Draymond has that drive, but he needs someone else to have that push. Cause now it's just like, okay, all right, Draymond. Nah, we, and plus, we get it. it. We, we, we get it. They're and, not doing and, that to Kobe. And to your point, the thing with Draymond is that's your job. That's what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. You're not on this team to score. No, to his credit. No, and, and, and I think it's impactful for Kobe because, hey, we all know that Kobe can be an assassin on offense and really good on defense. Mm-hmm. The fact that he came into it being Just one of the premier game. offensive players at that time and came into it and said, hey, listen, I, w- I want to be the defensive stopper. Yeah, that, that's how he came to us. But then you're asking Draymond to, to equate that would be, I want to be the all-time offensive person because yeah. he's already – that I don't think he has enough dogs on that team. Yeah, I think you yeah. have more prima donnas than you have yeah. dogs on that team. Yeah, and when you make the comparison from the 92 Dream Team to the two's out, the Redeem Team, like mm-hmm. I think those are pretty much the two best. Yeah, uh, yeah absolutely. Pro- yeah, and definitely. you see a common denominator where, you know, you had Jordan and Pippen. It's just like, we're on you. Yeah, Coop Coach had a bad we're, time. We're on you. Um <laughs> Even Magic was trying to play a little bit with you. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you, know what I mean? you got David Barkley Robinson. Was nasty. Barkley I, crazy. David Robinson and Ewan to anchor it. And not only that, you had, yeah, like you, he's saying, they had leadership. They had winners already established, right? You had First of all, you had Magic and Bird. Yeah. So you had to listen. Then Jordan just, I think, came off his first or second ring. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So you had actual leaders who lead teams to championships, who winning is all, that's it. There's no losing where this team currently, besides Durant and Draymond, and you could make the argument, you know, Durant had to come to Golden State to get his. Mm. You know what I mean? So I, I just don't see that 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 leadership quality. So it's just construction yeah. that looks terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Where Kobe, yeah, just like we said, like Kobe's just it, he was at that point, at that point in his career, it's championship or bust. Anytime I don't win a chip, it's it's just like a waste of my time. Mm-hmm. Where these current current guys right now they've they don't they don't it's it's I won't say it's not their fault but it's like they just they just don't know what they don't know. Yeah, you need that unbearable factor. They said he was almost hard to practice against Kobe, right. and then the Dream Team said the best games and competition they ever went against was practice mm-hmm. going against each other. They were going at each other's throats. Right. Mm-hmm. I I don't see this team having that type of makeup. I think it's more like in practice. Oh, good shot. You know what I mean? I don't feel like they they would be going at each other's throats. Like Barkley is trying to prove to Carmelo, I'm the best power forward. Ewan is trying to prove to David Robinson, I'm the best power forward. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. D Wade might be trying to sell Kobe. I'm coming. I'm I'm that next shooting guard. You know that that type of um, competition. I don't know. 
So let me ask the question, the elephant in the room. Do we think that they're going to meddle? I know my thoughts. (sighs) Meddle? Last week I said, and I'm going to stick with it, some weird way, and it's just belief, nothing with facts. Because if I go by facts, the answer is no. (laughs) One and two, they're going to lose. No. I think that talent somehow will override and they'll find some cohesion enough to win a gold medal, but this will be the closest one yet. I mean, I think most games will be nailed by this, but I think they'll get a gold medal, but it it won't Honestly, I think they'll medal. I don't think they'll get gold. I think they'll medal. I can see them getting a record bronze and silver. Then it doesn't matter then to me. Yeah, to me, that's a a loss. You don't get gold. It's nothing. Yeah. It's USA we're talking about yeah. here. And I think uh, I'm being nice by saying that. Like, yeah, I'm actually rooting I, I, for them by saying they'll get a, a medal. You know, when you say they medal, I mean, that's gold. Don't, I, I don't. I, oh, okay. Silver, bronze, USA. We're yeah. talking. They, 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 they didn't medal. I believe the, the, yeah, the, the 2004 team, I think they got the bronze. Yeah. But we look at that as the worst Olympic team of, like, yeah. ever. Yeah, I don't know. And they medal. That doesn't count. Technically. Yeah. And know what? I don't, I don't know, man. And, and, and I want to say that I can see them getting on the pole. But I don't know, man. What I saw in the Nigeria game, in the Australia game, I don't know, man. America, I have to come back to you on this one because at this point, I, I don't see them getting the yeah, medal. That's, that's how it's bust. That sounds like a no mo. That sounds a lot like I, a no. I don't see them getting the gold medal. It's it's hard out there. U.S. Olympic Committee, you might want to let Shikari run. I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yo, um, staying international with an international feel, I just want to know, when does, by definition, of course, fan is short for fanatic. Mm. When does it turn overboard? We saw the results of England versus Italy in the World Cup. I think soccer in particular has had issues with violence with their fans. And since its inception, you think about, you know, some of the murders that's happened in South America with uh, soccer players just because they lost the game. You think about with Europe, the hooligan culture and stuff like that. So I wasn't surprised when I hear reports of the English players, especially the black players from England, receiving death threats and racist posting on social media and stuff like that. What I'm surprised about is how everybody thinks this sh- just came out of nowhere. Yeah. Like they're surprised that this happened. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm on that Chris Rock. Like I'm always on the lookout for racism. You can't, you can't <laughs> racism can't sneak up on me. Like I'm, you know what I mean? So yeah, it's not a surprise. Yeah, like, and, and like Malik said, when it comes to soccer in South America, they've been known to take out Families, not just people, like families. Yeah. So the violence has always inherently been there. It just seems being black was just an extra byproduct yeah. for these players in England to say, all right, well, I can go to the least common denominator. But it just seems like with country, that love and that desire, which turns into fanaticism. Fanaticism. Yeah, yeah, I think that just adds that element. They, for that. they try to, I guess, use patriotism, but I think it's just a ve- a, a thin veil for racism. Mm. You know, and the, your question, like, how far is too far? It's obviously losing life, being violent. That's you know, obviously too far. But you know, like heckling, eh, it kind of adds to the game sometimes. You know what yeah. I mean? Like we like the Spike Lee, Reggie Miller thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. some people say that might have went too far because I don't think they really tell you the whole story of what was said between the two and wives mm. and. <laughs> You know, uh, you know, but I think that, you know, if you're talking smack, so to speak, ah, yeah, it's cool. But I think when fans try to be part of the game or threaten your family, you're going too far. I think an easy way for fans to realize they're going over the line is, would you say that to a person straight to their face, nobody around, just you and them, and would you say the same thing? Right. And... To reverse it for you tough guys out there, if someone said the same thing you're about to say to a sports figure, how would you respond to it if you had that person in front of you by yourself, no one around, and all they had to rely on was their words and and their fists to back it up? How would you respond? 
If you respond negatively, you probably shouldn't say that. And if you think somebody would respond negative to, to that, you probably shouldn't say that either. Especially with the NBA recently with mm-hmm. the playoffs. Yeah. I think somebody spitting on somebody, yeah, throwing bottles um, at, at, at Kyrie, that is totally unacceptable. And I think fan, fan, fans can turn into fanatics when they get adopt that mom mentality. It seems like they all feel like, oh, I got a million people behind me that's going to, you know, take right. up my back. And it's like, where is that mentality coming from? Yeah. You know? My mentality with the alcohol being sold in these stadiums. That plays a part. It's a bad mix. What alleviates some of these issues in World Cup, though? Do, do, do the black players say, we're going to sit out? Because that hurts the team gym, which is going to give them more backlash. Or is it just the whole team side? Because it seems like the FA England knows what's going on, but they're not putting too much precipice on protecting people, the people at home. So I think one of the things the NBA shown is that, Hey, you have to be hard. You have to come down on, uh, on fans that cross the line. Lifetime bans. Yeah. Lifetime bans, uh, pressing criminal charges where applicable, but you have to come down hard and you have to have a no tolerance type of policy in the sense of, hey, we all want to have fun. We want, all want to be entertained by these sports athletes, these sports professionals. But we have to realize, you know, we're a civilized world now. You know, we can't just run off the mouth, can't just throw stuff, can't just spit at anybody we want to. And sports teams, when they run into fan- fanatics like that, they have to bring the hammer down and try to bury him under the prison. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've always looked for an answer to it, and I just thought to myself, wow, I love my team, and just don't be racist. You know what I mean? Like, just just don't be a racist. Yeah. It really is that simple. It's yeah. almost, I don't know, it's only so much the league can do. Like, you know what I mean? Whatever the league you're talking about, I don't know if the league can solve racism. Yeah, they just, could police it in their stadium. Oh, yeah, definitely. But... It's kind of like I remember about seeing the World Cup. I am not, you know, I'm I'm not a huge soccer fan at all. But it seems like when they have the matches, they always have like kind of like like a, a ceremony promoting tolerance mm-hmm. before the games or whatever. You know, they have ki- you know kids from different um, races or whatever. So they they're, they're cognizant of it. Obviously, it's not working the way they would like it to. Yeah, I think they have to do that, and you know. It's going to be um, something they, they have to tackle on multiple fronts. And it, ha- it can't just be a, a one-step solution. Yeah, It's going to be, hey, talking about what you're talking about as far as, hey, them getting kids and, and trying right. to show diversity and stuff like that and trying to lean into that message. Right. And then also coming down on fanatics hard yeah, and it's... making them play, pay the price and showing that fanatics, hey, if you want to act like a fanatic, you can't come around this team. You won't be able to support this team, and this team won't support those um, actions, whatnot. But it's it, it's a tough one because I think, um, in in many ways, America is still trying to deal with that issue. And, and well, yeah, definitely. And whatnot, I, don't, so. I don't think it's just as overt, but yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, well, yeah. well, someone who I can probably go on a limb and feel safe about saying that more than likely wasn't a racist and reached everyone mm. in the world. Marcel Theo Hall passed away yesterday. Better known as the one Biz Marquis. Yeah, man. Yo, I got memories about Biz, <laughs> man. And I know in college when I was doing parties, hey, he DJed mm. two parties for me, one in Philly and one in oh. Connecticut. Oh. So it's just like, and nobody beats the biz, man. Yeah. <laughs> that was a classic. It, and, it's just the memories, right? Yeah. He's, he's he's part of the soundtrack to our childhood. You know, I remember me and my sister with the uh, picking. Hey, mom, what's for dinner? Yeah. <laughs> you, know, go, you know, so it's just like yeah, he's such a. It's just a, a huge loss for the hip hop community, man. You know, our thoughts and prayers definitely go out to him, his family, and his all his, and his loved ones. Definitely, yeah, definitely, man. man. He he will be missed. It was because of him 
and the juice crew that I consider chaos one the ops. I was a juice crew. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I stayed juice crew. I'm a juice crew loyal. Yeah, yeah. He was down with the squad. You know what I'm saying? Kane, Kane, Kane was like my guy. So he was, he was, he was down with the squad. Yeah, and definitely. One man try to take. Well, not try to take us because they. I mean, KRS. It looked like he succeeded. But <laughs> my eyes no way is juice crew all all, yeah. all the time. So. Yeah. Of course, rest in, rest in yeah, peace, Biz. Yeah. Biz you know? is just one of those people, you know, you just see him on the TV screen. It's, you just, it's just like feel-good music, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, I don't know, man. It's, he's, he'll, he'll definitely be missed. Definitely be missed. Hey, guys, don't forget to catch us on Anchor or Spotify or wherever you catch up. We Need a Fifth podcast. Also, don't forget to hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We want to hear from you guys. Let us know what you're thinking. Also, we got a... Um before we get out and check out, we have a uh, a new hot segment that's coming up. Yes, indeed. Uh, my man Pease, one of his uh, my brainstorm. My baby. Babies. I'll let him uh, give you a little so, sample of what it's going to be. Yeah. I said we need a fifth. You know, we like to switch it up and get you guys involved or our listeners or supporters involved. So we came up with this idea of um, a blind resume. You know, it's basically, I don't want to get get sued or anything but it's yeah it's like a, a taste test um for, for soft drinks gotta, <laughs> gotta cut the check we just not shout out names for no reason so basically it goes down like this we have, we'll have two players and we'll give you guys the statistics so just without further ado player a 18 seasons 14 points a game three rebounds and nine assists player b 16 seasons, 18 points, five rebounds, nine assists. Now, we're going to end up posting this on all our social media platforms. So, you guys, we're going to give you guys their total points, total rebounds, assists, block steals, percentages for my uh, stat heads, you know, three point percentages, free throw percentages. Let you guys vote to say what player you would take. And um, in our next show, we'll probably uh, discuss it also and then we'll do the reveal. You know, get your, get your feedback. So again, it's just it's called the uh, blind resume, where we have two players, and we're going to give you guys all the statistics, and you, you tell us without knowing who these players are, obviously, which play you would take, and then uh, next week we'll discuss it and also reveal which player is which. Challenge yourself, guys. No cheating. No Google. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't yes. don't look at the NBA.com stats and all that good stuff. Right. Hey, um, look at the stats that we're going to put up on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and make a choice. Give us who you would take. Next show, we're going to reveal who that person, who the winner is, who y'all decided on taking, and also discuss our choices on who we would take out of the two. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, don't forget to hit us up on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Don't forget to catch us on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. What's on the radar for this week, man? P, what you got on your radar, man? Uh, for me, it's definitely uh, Raising Canaan. Oh. You know, in in the, the Power Universe. I'm so there for that. Um, you know, I'm a big fan of the, orig- the original Power. The spinoff, Book of Ghosts, eh, it's kind of power without Ghost, Tommy and Kane, which is not really power <laughs> to me. You know, the writers are really good, but it's, it's just so, um, you know, those are my three favorite characters. So to have, you know, basically a prequel to the character of Kanan is cool. I saw the first episode this morning. Looks like looks like it's going to be something. Looks like it's going to be something in the uh, nostalgia is dope because I think it starts off like 1991. So you get. You get, you know, you get the music from that era. You get to see the eight ball jackets and all of that. So it's kind of dope. So that's definitely on my radar. Hill, what's on the radar? August 3rd, Yonkers versus Harlem. Locks. Mm. Oh. First dip set. Wow. Yeah. Crushes all, all hood wars. <laughs> I am there. Yeah. It's two of my favorites. So this yeah. should be probably the best verses of all yeah. times. So I know I got my list. Yeah, wow. It's going to be up there. Wow. I got Locks edging out Dipset a little bit. But for me, I'm, I'm a Dipset guy. I don't know if we because we, we're in Mount Vernon. I had the Dipset. People <laughs> looking at me like I'm yeah, crazy. Yeah, now I'm with you on that one. I'm Shout out to my that. neighbors I, in Yonkers. Have, but I, 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 I think Locks is going to edge I had the Dipset. And people are looking at me like, what? Are you crazy? That means, but I'm telling people like, Kiss, Kiss upset me already because I had Fab. And Kiss came and did his thing. Shout out to Kiss and Fab, two of my favorites. But 
yeah, that's that's gonna be dope. Dipset locks, dope. Can't wait. Yeah, I, I, you know I've never been a real big Dipset fan, but they might got that one, yo. <laughs> yo yeah, I'm telling you, I'm underestimating the Locks catalog. Locks catalog is nasty. Mo, but don't tell nobody outside, deep. man. I'm telling you, they came for me when I said, like, I, I'm like, hold on, like, we, we don't mess with Harlem at all up here. What's going on? Like, I, lo I love Yonkers, but yeah, damn. And, and like I said, I've, I've never been a super duper fan of Dipset, but that catalog is deep, yo. Like, hey, and you counting all the individual members like Jimmy Santana Camp like nah, Cam by himself could do something no nah, we broke it down I was, we was talking like guest appearances mm -hmm. you know what I mean like mm -hmm. I think little Kim's gonna have to surface herself you know what I mean um I, I think it's um it might be a, almost like an arms war who gets the mace first <laughs> oh, wow. you can bring him out and I believe it's at the garden so this is like yeah no this is this is an well, this, this is, is like what real, versus is supposed to be this versus. is some real New York yeah. event not yeah. even New York just a oh, real hip hop event they are they performing or just well, DJs on it I'm, no, that's just it, gonna be. It might both be both. Them DJ might yeah, play the DJ song. You might perform your okay. perform one verse, sixteen balls or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, It'd be the best one to date for me. I missed the Ghost Ray one. I'm kind of mad at that, but yeah, yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, where y'all catching this at? Uh, Versus on, I get on IG. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm gonna be the nerd and 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 touch into my inner kid. Here we go. Uh, what's on my radar? Masters of the Universe. Oh. New Netflix. Netflix. Uh, oh, no, no. Uh, I'm, I'm there for that. I'm with you, kid. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Cartoon? Yeah. Yeah, I'm there for that. Yeah. Then. Definitely. And, and, Definitely. And, and for my anime heads, New Hunter Hunter Seasons is coming on Netflix, too. So. Gone yes, too. sir. I'm there. You're gone there. too far, Mo. Yeah. Happy with you, man. I'm there. You know. with you, man. And watch it for The Witcher, too. And, and Fast and Furious anime on Netflix. I'm there. That's it. Nah, I'm definitely there for I'm definitely there for he man. Shout out my cousin Zamari, man. Ziggy. Like, yeah, shout out to Ziggy, man. We, we, we big he man guys. You know what I mean? Skeletor, Power Grace Call. I'm there for that. That's we need a fifth, and that's what's on our radar. And we're out. Peace. Peace.